Welcome into Honorado and Bagnardi. It's Chris Honorado. It's Sean Bagnardi. Week two of the NFL season is here. The Giants and the who bags? The Guardians. Oh, no, wait. That's different. Uh, the football team. The football team on Thursday night football to get week two started. We, of course, will give you our pick six vodka pick em of week two against a viewer. And we'll also recap how things went in week one, just overall in terms of the on the field stuff we saw, but also how Sean and I did with our picks against the viewer who last week was Todd Shimkus. Bags, you ready to get this thing rolling? Yeah, spoiler alert. Our picks were in line with how they always are with the oh, NFL, man. but they were still better than our guests. So we're one and oh. This is Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Alpenhouse, novice, integrative sweet center, pick six handmade vodka and Marcella's, all partners with us on the show here on Honorado and Bagnardi. The one thing, of course, we pride ourselves on here, other than the, the merch you see there, the bags, yeah. is the local partnerships we've developed on this show as we're almost a handful of months into this thing. So we appreciate everybody watching. We appreciate the support as well. What is All almost right. a handful? Just curious. Uh, four and a half, I okay, think. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. By the way, you know what's in this cup today? We recently acquired, I say acquired, we did buy it, a Nespresso, <laughs> which, yeah, I kind of feel like George Clooney every time I take a sip of this thing. And that's not a bad feeling, let me tell you. So you go to Aruba for a week. Mm -hmm. Then you're on sabbatical, as you say. Yeah. And and you are procuring uh, caffeinated <laughs> machinery. Yes. Right. And it's different. I've got, we've got a milk frother. It's it's not just your typical, you know, curing machine. This thing is real good. Cool. What, I, know. I mean. I know. And you do, as we talked about. You are show, so soft. It's It's sad. You do no hot liquids at all. None. No, no coffee, no, no. tea. You'll Here's extend, my yeah, green tea. You'll extend it to no soup, which is just absurd. Who doesn't like a nice, you know, soup bowl of soup in the fall or the winter time? That's just madness to me. But uh, it's who you are. <laughs> it is who I am, and let me tell you, for better or worse, as they said on the altar. Um, all right, let's get into week two here before we dive into the games on Sunday, for which we'll give our predictions. Can I just get something off my chest here before we talk about Giants and the football team? It is your show. I mean, you are first. Your name is listed first, so I would say yes. I'm pumping the brakes on the Packers. Let's just all relax for a moment oh. here. They They looked really bad. They couldn't have looked any worse, and that's... Maybe the positive and all the negativity is that they absolutely could not have looked worse in week one. And I think there's a, a product there of first time in Aaron Rodgers' career, he's he's never taken part in, in the voluntary OTAs, which I know you love. Um, You're going to play that play any role. Yes, I think the fact that he wasn't, he wasn't around the team at all in the offseason, there was all this other stuff going on. I think it showed a little bit in week one. He didn't play a preseason game at all. 
I'm not surprised that it was ugly. I'm surprised at at how ugly it was, but I'm not surprised it was ugly. Is that fair? I, I think they bounced back this week, Monday night against Detroit. My goodness, if they can't beat the darn Lions, then I'm never coming back on the show. How about that? I'm done with the show if they beat to De- if they oh, lose to Tr- Detroit. Please, prayers. Uh, no, I'm with you on pumping the brakes. I'm with you that they're going to be okay. I don't know why they weren't ready. I find it hard to believe that, you know, voluntary team activities uh, were the reason why. But either way, they weren't ready. I'm not throwing it all on Aaron Rodgers, although he did not have a particularly good game. But the team wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Did what you saw um, convince you a little bit that maybe I wasn't that off with talking about the Saints in our first football show of the season last week, saying that, you know, this was a pretty good team and basically if if Jameis just doesn't mess it up, I say, well, he and I are on a first-name basis. Um, I can tell. If if he just doesn't mess it up and goes out there and, you know, basically protects the football and, and plays within the right system, that maybe this would still be a playoff team. Are you on board after seeing just one game, albeit against the good Green Bay Packers squad? Yeah, I think, look, James, everyone's like, boy, Jameis Winston, what a game, five touchdowns. I'm like, yeah, he threw for 148 yards. I mean, they, they asked right. him to do very little. They ran all right. over Green Bay. Yes, I think this is a good offensive line. I mean, boy, when Michael Thomas is healthy and on the field for New Orleans in a few weeks or whenever it is, they are a, they are a dangerous team. They are by far the second best team in that division. 100%. And we know that. We know that they obviously are not going to be the best team in that division and that they'll be competing for a wild card spot. Yep. It's going to be the postseason at all for them. But how they won that game and how he played in that game, I think was just reinforcement to my point that you don't need him to be this exceptional talent if he goes out there and just doesn't screw it up. Yeah, the mm-hmm. numbers look good on one side of it, but you're right with the total yards. But like that's my point. That's him to me just taking care of the football, playing within a system, and letting this already good team just be good. So, yeah, I I liked what I saw out of them. Green Bay, it is what it is. You cannot overreact with one game in the NFL. Now, certainly it is the NFL, not baseball or basketball, where one game means nothing. I mean, it's they can be significant, and we'll be moving through this season quickly and be looking back on games and go, gee, if they had that one, or if they had that one, you only have 17 of them. You know, you start to do that when you talk about one game, usually being the difference between a postseason spot or being left out for at least a team or two. Right. So yes, it, it was a bad showing, but they can, they can afford a bad showing and they're going to be just fine. It was a bad showing, but everybody else in that division lost. So it's not a, you're tied for first. Not a great division, obviously, uh, in wow. the NFC North. That's not a good division. It's Stop not it. a good division. And for Green Bay, they are clearly they're they're head and shoulders in that division, right? Yeah. I mean, who's yeah. second to you? The Vikings? I think Chicago, once Justin Fields starts to play. How long do you think that'll take? Two more weeks. Okay. They already yeah. sprinkled them in. They did. So they're clearly saying like, hey, yeah, we're going to roll with Dalton for now. But I, I I bet Andy Dalton gets only maybe one or two more starts, and then it's Fields time. Was that my worst pick of week one, thinking that they could cover the spread against the Rams on Sunday night? 
it ended up being your worst pick only because LA pulled away in the end, but it was close enough where I thought, boy, is Bagnardi going to get this one? I was starting to think that too in the fourth quarter, that the game swung on, you know, a possession or two where I felt this is their chance. If they can go in there and score, do anything here, then they're going to cover. But yeah, then the Rams just turned it on. So I didn't feel too bad about it, but hey, we still, we still won, like I said at the top. All right, we're live on Facebook and Twitter every Thursday morning, which is where you'd be watching us now. But if we jump to the but if we jump to the future, you might be watching us on a Friday or a Saturday on social media or even on my four. But you just so, said now. So in the future, they're gonna still hear now and be confused. Hmm. Yeah. How do we make that work then? I'm not sure. We'll dub it over later. <laughs> If you're watching us later, <laughs> yeah, this is the precursor to us talking about the Thursday night football game, which we will generally do each week, but especially when we've got the Giants involved here, a Giants team that was up against. That's our lead story. We're nine minutes in the show. We haven't talked about the game. Like you wasted time with Nespresso and dubbing lip. Uh, you know, come on. Yeah, Sorry. Giants. So anyway, week one, tough Broncos defense. Week two, maybe even tougher football team defense. I mean, right out of the gate, this Giants team that we had said, we need to see more from this offense this year. Year three of Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley, presumably healthy. Weapons added on the outside like Kenny Galladay down the seam with Kyle Root. We need to see more from this Giants offense. And what happens the first two weeks of the season bags, they end up facing what I think will end up being two top five defenses in this league. So are you ready after Thursday night, depending upon how things go, to judge this Giants team in 2021 based on two performances? No. Um, the offense obviously has got to get going. Look, what did I say to you in the newsroom yesterday? This team has got to find a way to get Saquon going, right? Another guy I'm on a first-name basis with. If he, if they get him going, he can be – I keep saying this about him. I hope mm-hmm. it's true that he can be and is one of the more dynamic players in the NFL. And if you get him going – Saquon Barkley seen here. If you get him going – that changes everything for this team. The problem is they got to get them going. And, and what you said to me is, yeah, but the line stinks. Mm-hmm. So if the offensive line stinks. Are Not they going to be able to get him going? And that's a good question. Are they wasting Saquon here? I mean, we saw that, you know this guy, he's shown us such great flashes, right, in his career. Then you, had, then you had a big injury. Then it's like, what is he? What can he be? Are we going to have those questions answered? Is he going to be allowed to realize his full potential – because of this offensive line. And as we know, in this league, the window for running backs is very small. Are we going to see him at his best? Are we going to see him reach that potential in that window with this Giants team? Do you think so? I don't. This feels like it's – and I I heard Trent Dilfer say something the other day that he thinks Daniel Jones could develop into – a quarterback with some great, great moments in this league. And I think he has a lot of the attributes, but if I'm telling you, if we don't see it this year, Gettleman will be fired 
And if the Giants are bad enough to be in position to draft a quarterback, they're going to do that. I mean, they're going to move on from Daniel Jones after this year if it's bad enough. Now, I'm talking 5-12, and 4-13. and 13. If it's 7-10, and 8-9, and nine, no, they're not going to move on from the quarterback here where he still potentially has two more years left on his rookie contract. Um, but it's... It's headed in the wrong direction. Um, we're one weekend. It's headed in the wrong direction here already, right? That I just don't know that this offense is going to perform the way it is expected to, given what ownership invested in it in the offseason. How much are you willing to judge on the offense based on the fact in I these get it. first few weeks that you just pointed out? Yeah, not a ton. Look. <laughs> If they can take, I mean, this is a division game, but if they can take care of business against the Dallas's and Philadelphia's, then okay, we're working with something here. But if they just are, uh, if they're going to average 17 to 19 points a game or something like that, you're, you're not winning in the NFL with that. Alicia says everyone's worst pick in week one was thinking that the Bills were actually going to beat the Steelers. Yeah. Were we all on Buffalo? I think we might have all been on Buffalo. Yes, we were. We were we all were. on Buffalo, and rightfully so, right? That yeah. team at home. Come on. The Super Bowl. That's what their target is this year. You got to win your season opener at home. Yeah. Speaking of good defenses, Pittsburgh's defense looked looked pretty good there, too. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick time out here. When we come back, let's get Bag's reaction to what he saw from his Jets. Wait a minute. Before we get out of this block here, are we going to make a prediction for tonight's score? Because that's not in our pick six. So we might as well. Right. Get the demon out of there. And now, if you're watching later, you'll know how how well or how poorly we did. What do you got? Okay. Uh, you want me to pick this with or without the spread tonight? No. Give, tell me. Washington's favored by three and a half. Okay. I'm on the football team because I picked them to win the division. This is a game they, if they're going to win the division, this is a game they should win. So, okay. so give me the football team. Yeah. Give me a With score. Tyler Heineke. Right, no more Fitz magic no, no anymore. Magic. That was quick. Um, give me the football team 23 24 20, 24 20. Washington, you think the Giants are going to get the 20 points against that good defense? All right, I'm, I don't know who the heck knows. Yeah, you know what? We know nothing about football. My gut tells me. To, to pick Washington here. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and pick the Giants. Pick the Giants. Yep, 21, smart. 21-20. Smart. 21-20. Okay, so you think the Giants offense will get to 21 against this good defense. No, I don't. That's why I'm predicting it to happen. Because I'm so wrong with these football picks that I've got to do something here to change it up. All right, week one of the Jets, what did Bags see? What did he like? Anything? Is there anything Bags liked about – Zach Wilson's debut in a New York Jets uniform. We'll also get to some baseball here on the show. That AL wildcard situation is getting awfully tricky here with how red hot the Blue Jays are. Red Sox and Yankees hanging around as well. My prediction of New York not making the postseason didn't look good a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a week ago, but it has changed because of what Toronto is doing in the American League. We get to all that here this morning on Honorado Magnardi, as well as our pick six vodka pick em coming up in about 15 minutes. Hang on. We're back right after this. Teams. Athletes. 
organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Your quality of sleep can have a huge impact on your health and your relationship. Get your life back with a game changer in sleep apnea treatment. A custom fit mouthpiece from Dr. Frederick Dreyer. It stops snoring instantly. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Along with the Integrative Sleep Center, Novice Clothing Company, Pick 6 Handmade Vodka, and Marcella's Appliance Center, it's Chris Honorado. It's Sean Bagnardi here on Honorado and Bagnardi. You're watching News Channel 13's Facebook and Twitter page. And we're also on my four each and every Saturday night at 6.30. All right, Bag, Sunday you texted me that because the Jets weren't on locally here in the 518, you're like, I got to go out to watch the Jets game? That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, we got Falcons-Eagles uh, on Fox, right? And I think the Bills were the CBS game. So you went out to watch the Jets, you spent some of your hard-earned money, and you saw what? I saw a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, on the run for his life most of this game. My goodness, man. If you're talking about throwing a guy right in here and uh, seeing how he's going to react to the game, you know what do, what do we always say is like the biggest difference with the NFL from college? It's you know it's the speed of the game, right? Yep. And that's what they always say. It's like such an adjustment to just sort of get up to par with the the that added level of talent that these guys had, the added strength, the added speed, and the game just comes at you in a different way. Well, he must have felt like. It was like, uh, you know, you're playing Madden and you've gone from the rookie level to the all-pro level. And all of a sudden, it's a completely different game. But that that's just the Jets. I mean, my God, this guy, I mean, he was constantly being hurried, knocked down, sacked. And I thought, I don't know what to make of Zach Wilson because we're not even getting to see him. Okay, so in spite of all that, I think what we saw was was pretty good. I mean, you you recognize where they recognize his potential, where, where yep. you see, okay, this guy is capable of doing some pretty good things here on the football field. I'd like to just see him not on the run for his life one game. And this was a game that, honestly, the Jets could have won. I mean, it didn't look like it was going to be that way for a lot of it. And then there was a small window where you thought maybe, and then of course it just didn't work out that way in the end. It kind of hurt watching Sam Darnold. Did you have Sam Darnold envy? I didn't. I didn't. Right? Because you can't look at it as like, and of course they're going to compare here Wilson's numbers. Here's Darnold. You can't really look at it that way though, because you know Darnold has significant time under his belt that Wilson doesn't have. If you're going to do that kind of comparison, you'd have to do Wilson game one, Darnold game one, and look at look at it that way. So 
Envy, no, not really. I mean, this team has clearly turned the page, and I think as a fan base, you've got to you've got to turn the page also with them now and and get behind Zach Wilson. So it it hurt a little bit seeing him do it as opposed to anybody else, just because. But no, it's not like boy, too bad we don't have that guy anymore. No, I don't feel that way. We've turned the page. We got to get behind Zach Wilson, but we it's got to start with protecting the guy. Look, and talk about the protection. Mekhi Becton now is going to miss significant time yeah. on that offensive line. Wilson did make one throw where he was moving up in the pocket, and he threw it back across his body as he got hit in the midsection, complete to his left, yeah. which is probably looking like my right on the screen, um, complete on the sideline. I thought, that's an impressive throw. He hung in, knowing he was going to take a hit. And showed off the arm strength that so many people were blown away by at his pro day and all that stuff. So, yeah, look, one game and behind that offensive line, tough to judge. But what do we know in this league? You better show something quickly as a quarterback because that's what we expect. Um, Disappointing by Trevor Lawrence in what the Jaguars didn't do in Houston. Great to see Joe Burrow back on the field. Cincinnati wins in overtime. Like, there, there were some... You know, some fun things uh, and eye-opening things, I'll say, in terms of the young quarterback classes. Jalen Hurts played really well. Um, there's a lot to take away from week one. Of course, it'll all be flipped on its head here in week two. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's how it always goes. I mean, the, the big takeaway for the Jets for me is I like the fact that they're putting this kid right out there. You got to do it, right? Especially when you talk about being that high of a pick. And I think I think all teams should do this. New England made the decision to move forward with Mac Jones. We talked about the Bears, and I don't think it's going to be long before that move is made. You've got to give these guys the, – the best experience that they're going to get is out there in real game action, regular season action. So I'm okay with that. But it's it's not the best look if you're going to have your guy out there and year one he's just going to be on the run for his life the whole season. I mean, then you start to look at, are, is this kid – are we going to hurt his confidence if he doesn't have a good year because we don't protect him, stuff like that? And I'm not saying that means don't play him. I'm just saying it means get better about protecting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you saw Jeff Casey's comment up there, early games are a toss-up just because of the lack of preseason. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think the first three, four games this year, it could be a feeling-out process by a lot of teams, especially knowing it's only one, but you do have that one extra game here to kind of play with, if you will. So if your first month is a little rough and you're – Two and two, one and three. I don't think a lot of teams are counting themselves out. No, and uh, it's all about the adjustments, right? And so, a, yeah, and a seventh playoff team as well, which is a big deal. Right. Yeah, right. And and so, uh, you know, we're going to see how good our new coaches in, in the early going of the season with how this team adjusts and what sort of moves they make. And you know, there's there's a long road ahead. In this football season, we're not going to overreact to anything week one, whether it's the Green Bay loss or what the Giants did or what the Jets did. But, man, for those three teams that are two local teams, my team, your favorite team, it was a a frustrating first week, though. And John Jason says Giants season's already over. Is it over? You know, you can't – if you're a football – like, I guess if you're just a football fan, okay – I have a hard time, and I've said it on this show in different variations here. Um, there's no worse day in the fall than Monday after your team loses. 
mm. because you, you got to wait a whole nother week. And as a football fan, right? Like I want to watch the highlights. I, I want to sit and watch NFL network or ESPN or whatever. I want to enjoy an hour long show of highlights. And when your team loses, it's tough to, to take that in. And for the fantasy football crowd, I'm sure you feel the same way. If you lose that week in fantasy football, you probably have a hard time sitting through the highlights. So there's no worse day than Monday after your NFL team loses. And if and if you're Jason here, who says the Giants season is already over, it's it's middle of September, and you're like, I, I got to find a way to survive somehow until early February when my team is already out of it. Yeah, you can't you can't say it's over week one, no matter how bad a team looks, unless they have a real devastating injury. You know, especially with, like you said, yeah. the extra game, the extra playoff spot, it's it's a marathon. And while it may be a shorter marathon than, than what we see in other professional sports, there's still a long, long road ahead. I mean, look, how many people had written off the Yankees this season? I know we're going to get to that. In the, in the, the biggest of marathon sports, baseball, you got to see what happens. And lit... Let's get through that adjustment phase early in the season. Let's see what the Giants do in terms of adjustments and where they are you know, halfway through the year. Then you can start to look at making a, a bigger projection. I'm not going to go there on any team just yet unless there's a big injury. All right, our pick six vodka pick them coming up here on Honorado and Bagnardi. And a reminder that each and every week we will select a different viewer Mm-hmm. who shares some of our social media posts. You'll get those prompts on the News Channel 13 Facebook page. Uh, you might see them from me on Twitter. Look for those, retweet us, share the posts. You will be automatically entered to uh, potentially take us on head-to-head. We've got John, who is this week's viewer, and his picks. I don't see the picks, and Bags, you, you don't see the picks at all. I don't see him until like a minute or two before the show, literally, as I kind of load them into our program yeah. here. Uh, they're interesting. I'll leave it at that. We uh, we have a variation of of predictions this week, which will make kind of the the watching on Sunday very interesting uh, right. as as we try to beat the viewer, or maybe the viewer tries to beat us to win some pick six vodka swag. We're back right after this with the Honorado and Bagnardi NFL Pick'em presented by Pick Six Vodka. Happiness is found in simple things: the sun on your face sharing laughs at the campground getting wet relaxing together the love of family there's never been a better time to go outside and play alpenhouse pool spa boat and rv bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Your weekly NFL pick'em, presented by Pick Six Vodka. All right, Bex, here we go. And before we get to our picks for this week, 
uh, we'll do a little recap of how things <laughs> right. went last week. And this is funny. Shawnee said it in the show open, right, that we we are not great at predicting what's going to happen in the uh, NFL arena. What would you say over the past, whatever, three, whatever seasons we've been making these predictions, what would you say our winning percentage is on week-to-week picks? Combined, dude. Literally, I think I think we did the math on this a couple of years ago, and it was one or two games over five hundred. I mean, literally, it was like, yeah, wow. It was like every week we would be we were in a a different pool a couple of years ago, and you had to win like I forget what it was. You get ten picks. Yeah, it was almost like you had to win nine or ten of those games to even potentially win that yeah. week. Yeah. And every every week we're six and four, right. four and six, five and five. Like I don't know that we ever got above six wins, mm-hmm. and we never got below four wins. It was literally right there the whole year. And so it would be no surprise then that bags. This is the way week one looks for us here. I am running away with this thing with three victories. You were two and four. And our viewer, who is Todd Chimkus, one and five in week one. Now, his one win came in the Sunday night game. So he he sat most of the day winless and I'm sure was was worried about how things might go if he were 0-6. But he got off the schneid with the Rams covering against the Bears. Yeah, this this is not blowing anybody away, but... The fact that you got the three wins really put us in a comfortable spot. And like you said, this was decided here before we even had to have the night game come into play. So I'm feeling good about this. My my goal, as you know, we're, we're competitors, man. I don't want to give away any pick six way. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. Well, our thanks to pick six vodka and the whole crew up there. Um, and if you're going out to watch games this week, bags, we highly recommend Arsenal City Tavern. O'Toole's in Albany, Ship's Pub. We may have spent a, a moment or two at Ship's Pub yeah. with our with our boy Robbie. Uh, check out Philly Bar and Grill as well. And if you want to just enjoy some Pick 6 vodka at home, you know we love Exit 9, Wine and Liquor. Check them out uh, in Half Moon. All right, here are the games. We pick six games every week. We involve a viewer each and every week. First one on the docket, Buffalo. At Miami, Bills were disappointing in week one. We've talked a little bit about that already against Pittsburgh. And Miami edged out New England. But it's the Bills, Bags, on the road, three-and-a-half-point favorites. You take this one first. Who do you like? Well, this one is, honestly, it's it's kind of easy for me. Uh, when I look at, at a road team favored, and I already liked Miami to begin with, right? I picked them to get one of those AFC wild card spots. So for me, it's like kind of a no-brainer here. You're giving me points on a team I already like? Give me Miami. Okay. Well, obviously that's incorrect. Buffalo now coming off of that loss, they know they've got to turn it on. They're going to be better. Miami, look. I, I understand division road games, they're tough, that they're, they're going to be close games usually. Buffalo's going to win this game by a touchdown. They are they are that much better, and they've really got something to prove after that game one loss. So I expect them to have a much better game. I wouldn't be shocked if they won this game by two scores, but they're certainly 
going to cover that spread as small as it is, despite the fact it's a division road game. So I'm on Buffalo. Okay. And so is John Rosebrook, our viewer this week. John Rosebrook is on Buffalo as well. He is going to give the points. I am going to take them happily. Next game. Here we go, Bags. Your Jets hosting the Patriots. A couple of 0-1 teams. Yep. And New England, which, you know, look, I, again, I just don't think he's going to have an explosive offense, but favored by five and a half at MetLife Stadium against your gangrene, your boys, your pick. What do you got? Okay, so I'm going to use your logic here. And in a division home game where you're getting some points, give me my Jets. Mm. Um, I'm a little worried that Mr. Belichick is going to look at what he saw in week one and have a really good plan to get pressure on Zach Wilson. And maybe we'll see a repeat to some degree of what we saw against the Panthers. But I like them keeping it close enough here to cover the spread, even if they don't win. But I actually am going to predict them to win the game as well. Uh, so, yeah, give me the Jets here. Jets outright. Jets outright. Uh, but that doesn't matter for the purposes of the – no, it's vodka here. But yes, I'm. I'm going to say the Jets win this game at home. Uh, yeah, they're listen. Come on, New England is not. They're not world beaters by any means. Yep. They're, they're just not. They're not the same New England team. And I think the Jets' defense will do enough to really keep them around in this one. And I, I like it. Give me, give me in the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. Give me a little bit of protection here for Zach Wilson, and, and I like us to win this game. All right, John and I are both on New England here to win by at least six uh, at MetLife. And by the way, last week, Todd and I both took Carolina. You took the Jets, and it was the hook that got us. It, that was a five-and-a-half-point spread, and Carolina yeah. ends up winning by only five. So you sneak in there with uh, w- with a victory by only a half a point, but you take that any day of the week. All right, now obviously the Giants are off the board, right? Patriots and Jets are playing each other, so – We've already gone through the bill. These are the four regional teams. So now we just kind of pick some other games that we think are interesting. Mm-hmm. Philly, in my opinion, overperformed last week in the way they played. So now I'm kind of intrigued. Is this for real? And they'll get an, they'll get a test here to, to try to prove that it is because San Francisco's got a good defense. They lose Jason Verrett to an injury. I get it, but the pass rush is still there. Can Jalen Hurts and that Eagles offensive line hold up against the pass rush? of San Francisco and the Niners looked really good until they didn't in Detroit, but that game was in hand really for the most part, San Francisco, Philadelphia for you giants or NFC East fans. This is a big one. And the Niners are favored by three and a half Shawnee. uh, Give me the Niners. Give me the Niners on the road to cover the three and a half. Me too. This one was one. I really want to take some time to think about though, because it feels like it should be an automatic pick, but it really isn't, right? Yeah. When you the fact that it, you know, it's on the road and there are points working against you here. Well, so- and I also think that, like, for as long as he may play, and I think he's going to play longer than Dalton does in Chicago. Um, do you have a lot of faith in Garoppolo? You know, like Trey Lance eventually is going to be the guy, but I think Garoppolo will hold him off for a little bit yeah. here, and so. Every time Garoppolo is under center, kind of like, yeah, we like the Niners, but do we like Jimmy G enough? I do. I do. I, yes, I'm going to say they win. They'll, they'll cover the spread. I'll, I don't even know that it'll be by a touchdown, but I'm going to I'm going to pick them to narrowly 
win this game here on the road. It just came down to the points for me, and that's what made this uh, a tougher pick. But three and a half, I'll roll the dice and say they get it by four or five points. And this is a huge game because, as you can see, John has an opportunity yeah. here to pick up a game on us in his oh. pursuit of some of that pick six vodka swag that we're throwing around here all season. Then the defending Super Bowl champs, we saw them a week ago as the opener Thursday night against Dallas. That was a great game to start the NFL season. I picked this one, Sean, because it was the biggest number on the board at the time. 12 yeah. and a half point favorite at home mm -hmm. against the Falcons. You and I traditionally have not done well when we are picking a, with big spreads, especially if we're picking when it's like 45 yeah. and then they win by 40. But this is, but this is like a 38 point, 35 point spread in college. 12 and a half is a big yeah. number in the NFL, big number in the NFL. What do you got? It is Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> it's a big number. They're way better. They're way better than this Falcons team. It'll just come down to the points, obviously. I mean, we don't expect them to, to be even in a close game here at home. But, look, Brady sometimes early in the season, you know, maybe they could maybe they could go out there and, and lay a little bit of an egg and have this thing be close with a division opponent early on, and then Atlanta finds a way to just steal covering the spread. They're not going to steal the game. But I – Every time I think of this, it's it's at least two touchdowns for me. So I, I got then I gotta go Tampa Bay. Despite yeah, the I, spread, I think the Bucks defense will be the difference maker in this. I just don't see Atlanta scoring enough points to like Tampa will Tampa will be in the thirties. Mm. So are is Atlanta going to get into the twenties? I'm I'm not so sure about that on the road. I'm just not so sure about that. So when right, I when I put against Dallas, yes, they get up there against Atlanta. Yeah, when I put when I put Tampa in the 30s, I then have to find a way to get Atlanta into the yeah. 20s, and and I just I don't see that happening. But here we go. Okay, everybody on Sunday, watch San Francisco, Philadelphia, watch Atlanta, Tampa Bay, because this is John's opportunity to beat us. And again, Sean and I don't know who we are picking either. So all of this I'm seeing now is really pretty much for the first time and I'm realizing okay these are two swing games because Bags and I are both on the uh Niners and now we're both on right. the Buccaneers while John is on the other side yeah and so like if we did know ahead of time you and I could spread it out uh to make it very difficult for the viewer to win so I like these I'm I'm a little shocked that you know I expect when it's so obvious where I say obvious when it's when it looks like it's obvious enough where both of us might pick it, that the viewer would then pick it also. So I like these games where it's the two of us against him because the whole goal of this for the viewer, you got to knock off both of us to win the swag. Yeah. So with those opportunities to pick up two games there, I mean, that's a legitimate chance to win if those come through. So I like that. And Todd Shimkus was getting on us. Look, we want to have some fun with this. Get after us on Twitter and, and Facebook. Uh, you can find us on the News Channel 13 Facebook page if you just want to message us there or or, yeah. or shout Don't us out publicly like, if you end up beating us. Yeah. Don't talk smack like Todd and then go one and five, though. Come on, Todd. <laughs> All <laughs> right, the 420. This is an interesting game here because I think Dallas is is a good team. You and I both have them in the playoffs, right? You got them winning the division. I've got oh, them yeah. in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. At LA, 
And the Chargers were just on the outside looking in for me in the postseason. I think it's a really good Chargers team, really good Chargers offense, especially with Herbert growing here in year two and healthy. Cowboys, Chargers, one of the best games of the weekend, I'll say. And I'm going to, oh my gosh, here Another we go one. Again. Another one. This is, man, this is going to get interesting. I'm on Dallas. I'm taking the points. Give me the three and a half. I think the Cowboys cover three and a half on the road in LA. I now all of a sudden don't feel so good about it. I know. Isn't that weird? I was thinking the same thing. So the Chargers got a win against the, the football team, right? They did. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a pretty decent win against a good defense. But, boy, it was – you know, maybe I just got too much taken away by what I saw in game one against Tampa Bay for these Cowboys. I really liked what I saw. I feel like Dak is, is healthy and looks very good. So, tough – because you could see this game coming down to a field goal, right? Which makes the three and a half. It's it's tough to pick against that, especially when you're taking a team here, you know, on the road. But I'm with you. At the end of the day, they just look too good against Tampa for me not to pick them. And this is a big, uh, it's a huge game for them after having suffered a loss in Week One. I know there's an extra game now, but you know, how many teams start 0 and 2 and then start? And then still get to the playoffs. Like you, you, you know, this is a this is a big bounce back game for them. So I'll take them with a sense of urgency to do okay here and win this one. All right, Nick says Dallas can't stop Herbert. That that's a concern of mine. Uh, that offense with with LA, which we talked about. And by the way, earlier in the show, I called Jason. A, I think I may have called him a, a Giants fan just based on an earlier comment. He is he's he's a Philly fan. He's an Eagles fan. He's Booing the Cowboys. Which, he says the you know, Giants season's over, and he's booing the Cowboys. So, yeah. Make, makes him an Eagles fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, again, another game where John is against us here. That's three straight now. So, at least half of the pick six. John's going to be on an island, but it's kind of the place to be if, if yeah. you're trying to beat us. No you know. All right, the Sunday night game, which we will pick each and every week here on Honorado and Bagnardi, the Sunday night game on News Channel 13. Chiefs at the Ravens. I read something this week that Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game in September. How can that be? How can it be? Have you seen him play? That's unbelievable. Okay, well, he's I mean, I know this is only like year four of him, but still, uh, that that surprised me. And, of course, the touchdown to interception numbers in September are through the roof uh, as well for Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs and Ravens Sunday night. Kansas City's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, a favorite on the road here against the Baltimore team. That Did they blow it or what Monday night against, against the Raiders? Anyway, road favorites, Bags. Where are you going? Yeah, I mean, really, it was – it was Vegas blowing that and then somehow unblowing yeah. it because of the Ravens not taking advantage. Um, so I'm on the Chiefs here, and it looks like we all are. Um, they're just too good. They're too good. Didn't see enough really out of Baltimore to make me – and look, I'm high on Baltimore this season, and I, I'm a big uh, Lamar guy, another guy on a first-name basis – but I mean, really? Oh, enough. What is you with the first names today? Gosh. And I can't go. I can't go Patrick, obviously. So, no. Patty? Patty, yeah. They're just too good. They're too good. 
And for me to seriously pick against them, I'm going to need a bigger number than that. I'm going to need a bigger number. They're just they're too good to not predict them to win just about every game they play by at least a touchdown, right? Like if, well, I was just going to say, if the line were six and a half, would you still take Kansas City? I would. I think it's. Be, I think it's going to be seven. So, yes, seven or ten, even. Yes, they're a better team. They're going to win this game. So for me, the question was by three and a half. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm on the Chiefs as well. I don't need to expound on it any more than you already did. And and John is on Kansas City uh, here as well. And this is. This is what it looks like, folks. Checkerboard. Give me, give me Miami. That's Miami. I'm taking over the Bills. I got New England, San Francisco, Tampa, Dallas, and Kansas City. Bags. Yep, I'm on Buffalo, the Jets. Boy, where have we seen this before? Uh, <laughs> the Niners. Give me the Bucks in that big point spread. Dallas to get a bounce back win, and the Chiefs to cover on the road against the Ravens. Yeah, and there are John's picks as well. It gets interesting with San Fran, Philly, Atlanta, Tampa, Dallas, L.A. Those are the three games to really watch here where he's got an opportunity to make up some serious ground on us here in our Honorado and Bagnardi NFL Pick'em presented by Pick 6 Handmade Vodka. Nick chimed in here too. He can get buried too. Well, yeah, that's that's for sure, man. Big Bengals fan Nick is. Give me a who day. They were uh, impressive, again, until they weren't, right? I mean, they, they should have put that game away against yeah. Minnesota. They end up winning in overtime, and it's fun watching Burrow work that offense. It is. That was a fun one when, you know, when I was, at, when I was out again yep. to watch the Jets and <laughs> the other games are ending and, and then you got that one on there. That was a that was a good one to stick around and see the end for. Be honest though, would you prefer to you prefer to be out with the people to watch the games, or do you like the home experience? One game, don't bother me. Don't want to be distracted. Let me lock in on on my team, my game. Yeah, I think if your if if your team is playing in that time window. I'm okay sitting at home and just and just watching them. It's better, certainly, if your team's not playing, to be in yes. that setting where you've got literally every game on above the bar, and you could be like, uh, Jacksonville just threw another pick, and Kansas right. City's in the red zone, and you can you can literally do your own red zone and just watch everything, and all it costs you is you know buy some chicken tenders and a couple of beers. So yeah. yeah, I like I like that setting, but. If my team is playing and I can just sit down at home and watch them and focus on that game and that call, then that's great. And you know what stinks, man? We had our guy, Andrew Catalan, on the call of that Jets game with Tiki Barber yeah. on the show earlier this year. That would have been a good call to hear. We had the Buffalo audio uh, in the bar because that was the main game. So I could see the Jets on a big screen but couldn't hear any of it. So that was a little disappointing considering it was our guy. Sean's on the Bills. Go Bills. We hear you, Sean. And you had to watch the Bills bags, or at least listen to the Bills. By the way, we're doing a pick six vodka segment, and you got the perfect opportunity, and you go some chicken tenders and a couple of beers. Oh, and some pick six vodka, too. <laughs> if you're going out this week, get a pick six vodka at the Arsenal City Tavern, O'Toole's in Albany. Check out Ship's Pub. Bags and I know that one very well. Uh, Tipsy Moose 
in Troy. And how about exit nine, wine and liquor up in Half Moon if you just want to enjoy some pick six vodka at home this Sunday and all NFL season long. Those are some suggestions here in week two, along with our picks against John Rosebrook this week. All right, bags, we need a win here. We need a little, like, a little separation. The, the one and five start from the viewers is good. We need to build on that here in week two so we don't give this thing away. Uh, at right. point. And as right. usual, we'd like to wish the worst of luck to John. <laughs> when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, Major League Baseball playoff race, are Bags Mets done? Are the Yanks falling apart here and unable to get it back together before all is said and done? We're back right after this. If you're overweight, if you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreher at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreher has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpen House. Bags, I was hanging out with our boys from Novice Clothing Company this week. Uh, they did a great thing, man. An American Cancer Society fundraiser with a little backyard volleyball tournament that they've organized now for this is the 11th year. It's the second time they've done it with a charity in mind, and they raised more than $10,000 for the American Cancer Society. And I thought to myself while I was there, hanging out at the house that they grew up in, I thought, should I buy the Butker hoodie now? Because mm -hmm. I'm going to lose this Yankees bet. Mm -hmm. Or do I wait at least another week to see what happens? And man, have the Blue Jays absolutely taken off in this wild card chase, you get Toronto, Boston, and New York, three teams from one division to decide two spots here. Cause I don't think Seattle and Oakland are getting there. Do you look, I'm not ready to rule anybody out here, but, but no, I, I would say, I would say it'll, it'll be one of the teams from these for sure. Or two of the teams. And don't you now feel like it's gotta be Toronto? No. Ooh, no. Look, there was a time when you would have said, automatically it's the Yankees. You remember that big winning streak they went sure, on? Sure, of course. Things change, things change very quickly, okay? And it only takes a couple of days. It only takes a series or two for things to look a lot different when it's as tight as it is. We know the Yankees have been about as up and down as you can be in a baseball season. But when they're up, it's good. It's very good. And so the question is, is it going to be up or is it going to be down as we head into the final weeks? I'm still I'm still confident enough in this team to say, you know what, it's going to come back now. It's going to be up. 
and they're gonna they're gonna do enough. You know, the series against Baltimore here that that's that's helping. They're gonna be okay, I think. Still get in and have you give me the Butker sweater. Okay. Yeah, look, I mean, a huge win middle of the week, late innings in ball because you can't lose games to the Orioles. Yeah. If you're trying to make the playoffs, you cannot lose games to the Orioles. Tampa Bay, I think, finished the year. Did they? I think they finished the year 18 and one against the Orioles. I mean, something absurd. And with as hot as Toronto is, Toronto wins middle of the week as well on a Wednesday to improve to 13 and two. In the month of September. So if you're going to just hope that maybe Boston falters enough that you sneak in, no, you've got to win games here. And I don't know. I'm still just not confident it's going to be the Yanks. It, it, I get it. It's a coin flip. I can't say with some certainty here that, well, yeah, Yankees aren't making the playoffs now. They're they're clearly right there. And, and it's more than possible for the stubbornness of my Irish-Italian heritage here, I'm going to say the Yankees won't make the playoffs and bags. I won't lose this bet to you. Do I feel good about that? No, because I just told you a couple nights ago I was contemplating just spending the money and buying the Butker sweatshirt now. Yeah. Here's the deal. I've already won the bet, though, in a lot of ways. No, you haven't. No, you can't win the bet until you win the bet in a lot. I've already won the bet in a lot of ways. What does that mean? Here's what it means. It means I was on this Yankees team when the world was against this Yankees team. Everybody had written them off. And I said, I don't know. This team is going to be fine. This team's going to bounce back. This team will make the postseason. Yes, that is still to be decided. But they were, as it turns out, far from written off. And the turnaround that they had, I was all over it. All over it. And now it's just going to come down to, like you say, a coin flip. But they are in a position that most people, I think Yankees fans included, maybe especially Yankees fans, did not predict they would be in, yeah. what, a couple of months ago. So it, I, I was on this team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the sweatshirt is still up for grabs, but in a lot of ways, I've, I've really scored a victory here. You are something else. I mean, you would give moral victory speeches like nobody else. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, the, the the calls from Yankees fans are still coming to fire Aaron Boone, despite sure. maybe getting a wild card spot. How great. I mean, look, all respect to what Toronto has done here. Wild card between Boston and New York? Oh. Sale and Cole, right? Gimme that. Yeah. Yes. Sign Ooh. me up for that right away. Um, I you know, I keep I keep throwing this up here. I'm not sure why. But we're going to get to the struggles of the Mets here in terms of what we've seen on the field here momentarily. Once you, there you go. That's the owner, Steve Cohen. Bags, what do you have to say about what the Mets are or are not doing here in the home stretch? Well, they're not making the playoffs. I think that's pretty clear. Um, you know, giving up. Yeah, just too many games behind. I, there was a time uh, not that long ago I said their best chance to get in would be to win the division because I thought there were too many teams in front of them to claim a wild card spot mm -hmm. but then you know Atlanta did enough for me and where they were they were actually closing in more they were in three games of a wild card spot heading into you know a big series against St. Louis and just just not enough against one of those teams in front of them competing for those spots so at this point I am ready to write them off once you push it back to four or five games in the loss column behind too many teams that's the issue with, with not enough time it just becomes an uphill battle you can't win so i'm ready at this point 
to say the Mets will not make the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest issue is, and we looked at the standings yesterday. That's the biggest issue is the number of teams yeah. to try to jump in that wild card race. Sam says things are worse. There are worse things than being a Packers fan. Speaking as a Mets supporter, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, he suffers from the same affliction as you, Mets and Jets combo. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be fine. You've got you've got the MVP. You've got plenty of season left. We are we are without our MVP, which is of course something that I mean, wasn't it like yeah, Degrom will be back in a couple of weeks? Wasn't uh-huh. it like Degrom will be back like right after the All Star game? Yeah, but he's now. had these nagging little things all season long. For as great as he was, he missed. You know, it, was, it felt like every three weeks he was going to miss. Yeah, uh, he's going to miss the next start. Yeah, I know. Look, you can't you can't do it. I mean, in an ideal world, you're talking about DeGrom and Cindergaard. Stroman and, and Walker and Yeah, and, and like it just it never got to that point. But that's that's not even why the Mets aren't making the playoffs, right? I mean it's it's the other disappointments that we see with this team. Lindor, of course, had the huge game against the Yankees, an incredible Sunday night game that was just so fun to watch for so many different reasons. But overall, he's had a bad year, and the Mets have just missed the mark in a lot of ways. Of we got a wrong, but you know, we got a minute here, and and maybe it's a larger topic next week. Put write it down somewhere because I'll forget. Are you a fan of Lindor? All all of the antics and and the whistle, you know, whistling into the Yankees dugout, faking like he's whistling, and and then. Getting into it with Stanton, even though Stanton was trying to be a peacemaker, are you on board with this? I'm not on board with all of the antics, but I will say it's a double-edged sword for me because I do like to see some passion. I like to see a star who has some flair, which we miss a lot in baseball. We see it in football. We see it in basketball. Baseball, it's like the stars. They don't always have that added element. So I like that he has that. It just goes a little bit too far for me sometimes. And, dude especially when you're hitting 200, you're not, you're not a star right now. So no, I don't need to see that out of him. All right. Bags has the jets winning outright this week, people against new England. I love it. Watch for those picks. We'll recap it as we always do here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Thanks for hanging out and watching Honorado and Bagnardi, everybody on news channel 13's Facebook, Twitter pages, and on my four.